Before the next episode of XJob Downloaded starts, I have a big favour to ask. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes so far, please can you click on the follow button on your platform. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon and YouTube. It costs nothing to follow, but makes a real difference to me as a podcast producer. Thank you. This interview has been tape recorded. My name is Paul Maleri and this is X Job Downloaded. And today I'm going to interview Steve Hutley. Now, I interviewed Steve a year ago, almost to the day. Um, but today it's really, really important that we get out the message around dog training and the way that dogs are being portrayed in the media. Now, Steve runs a very successful business called Rehabilitation and Training. He's a former Essex Police dog handler and his trade is all around dogs. Good morning, Steve. Morning, Paul. Nice to see you again. Good to see you too, mate. Now, we've done all your history, which is fascinating, and you've, you, you were the first podcast that I actually carried out. I was, yeah. But we're we're a year on, and the media has gone absolutely ballistic around dangerous dogs and the XL bullies. Yeah. What's your take on all of this? Yeah, I mean, it's been going for years. You know, there's always been dangerous dogs and different breeds. I remember as a kid back in the 70s, it was the uh, Alsatian, you know, the German Shepherds as they are today. Yep. And then it was the Dobermans, the Rottweilers. Uh, then recently in the 80s, 90s, it was the Staffies. And now it's um, XL Bullies, um, basically because they are a, a new breed, you know, although they are a crossbreed. And this is the, the, the issue that there isn't... Um, a specific breed known as the XL bully because they are a crossbreed so that and they are mixed with so many different um different breeds of dogs a, a crossbreed breed with what though i mean is there a is there an american pitbull in there because they're a banned breed aren't they yeah the the original the, the original XL bullies were bred um were crossbred with um the uh, pitbull terriers uh so they were a fighting dog um over the years they've been crossed with um, Mastiffs, um, the American Staffordshire Bull Terrier, which is totally different to the English oh, Staffordshire Bull Terrier. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the big the Cane Corsos, you know, just creating um, what um, Stan, um, Stan Rawlinson, a, a dog behaviourist, has sort of uh, coined the phrase the Frankenstein dog. Right. Basically, over in America, particularly during lockdown, when there wasn't much to do and breed, dog breeding went through the roof, um, people over there were sort of messing around with the dog's DNA um, to try and create a bigger, fiercer, you know, dogs with bigger heads. So they just looked, you know, totally different, awesome, but they were technically, yeah, a Frankenstein's monster in, in creation. And it's a real shame because some of them are beautiful looking dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, and that's the thing. They are lovely dogs. And um, as I always say to people, no dog is born aggressive. It's all, all a learned behaviour. But the aggression is bred into these dogs. They were born to be aggressive, to born, born to be fighting dogs. And also using the DNA from the natural dogs that were bred to be protective dogs. You know, ever since we've had them from uh, thousands of years when they, uh, you know, derive from the wolves, 
we bred them for specific purposes nowadays. But a terrier is particularly tenacious, isn't it? A terrier will not give up. And if there's terrier in it, it's got that grab and never let go mentality. Absolutely. And that was the big thing, you know, several years ago when all all this hit the um, hit the press about um, Staffies and Staffies had the bad press, you know, because they were trained, they would grab hold of uh, their prey and, and lock onto it where a lot of dogs will bite and let go. Um, and then hen staffies um, were causing a lot more damage because they would bite, hold on and, and shake, you know. And if you're doing it to a, a young child, then, as we know, there's been uh, horrific cases. Involved. And adults as well. And adults, yeah. But that's the thing, you know, with a smaller dog, but a staffie can obviously cause a lot of damage. And, and this is the thing. If it's a small dog, you know, you yeah, every dog, as I said, has got the potential of biting someone, but you get bitten by so you know a, a chihuahua or a cockapoo yeah it's going to hurt but you're not going to you know yeah hopefully not going to die from it well, bullies as we know can kill you know grown adults uh, and that is that is, is the big worry and I, I get it that there's this uh it's almost two sides there's two camps isn't there you've got the ones that don't like them and you've got the ones who like them and the ones who like them are very strong about the, you know, it's not the dog's fault. It's the owner, blah, blah, blah. But as you say, it, the aggression, certain breeds are, are more aggressive than others. Yeah. I know from my dogs, how they, they respond. As you know, you've, you've met my crazy wheat and terriers, um, but they, they respond to things in different ways and they're not as, um, compliant when it comes to recall and things like that. So we, we have to deal with them in a, a different way. Yeah, absolutely. Every dog has got their different breed specifics. You know, what again, what they were originally bred for, like you mentioned, you know, the terriers, you know, where they're that tenacity in them that I'm going to keep going and get the prey. You know, the, the prey drive instinct uh, in <clears throat> is in all dogs. It's been ingrained in them for thousands of years or every dog has got prey drive. But again, on the different breeds, there's different levels of, of prey drive instinct. You know, the, the dogs that are bred for lap dogs haven't got a massive prey drive, but you're talking about border collies, those sort of dogs, you know, are trained for herding sheep because they've got a very high prey drive, you know, yeah. and everything in, in between. And that's the whole thing. Dogs were specifically, you know, and um, bred from originally from wolves thousands of years ago into the dogs that we've got today because of um, specific purposes that we wanted them for, you know, for um, protection, the guarding breeds, the German Shepherds, the Rottweilers, Dobermans, that sort of thing. You've got the your, your hunting dogs, you know, your retrieving dogs, all got a purpose, you know, and going back to the uh, XL bullies, what is the purpose of an XL bully apart from being, you know, a very dangerous, uh, you know, a dog, if it wants to be. This is the thing. They don't go around killing everything, you know, 100% of the time, but the potential is there. If they have a bad day, something upsets them, and they feel they need to protect themselves or their owner, then when they do, um, you know, bite somebody, there's going to be an awful lot of damage, and that is the, the, the big worry about it. And I think you're very, you know, it's a very valid point, the fact that we all have off days. But you and I can go and lock ourselves away and not be grumpy. But a dog, if it's constantly in the view of somebody and it's having a bad day, it can't tell you other than by reacting in a particular way. And I think that that's lost on people sometimes as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, you know part of my job is uh, for all different breeds is, is training the owner to be able to read their dog 
And as I always say to people, dogs don't speak English, they speak dog. And the dog's language is based on body language, uh, you know, the energy, the vibes that we give off sort of thing. And that's how dogs read other dogs. That's how they read us. And that's how we need to read our dogs. What little subtle signals are they giving off? Uh, and a lot of people miss this. You know, a dog will, you know, start lip licking, you know, if they're nervous and anxious, they'll they'll look away. They'll give the whale eye when they look through, you know, look away, but they're looking, keeping an eye on the the subject sort of thing. All these little things, the way the the ears are, the way the, the tails, um, whether it's up, down, tucked, you know, when it's um, moving, is it moving in, you know, slightly to the left more than the right or was it you know wagging fast slow all this is all part of the body language which is in dog world they are saying something but the humans don't pick up on this and if they don't pick up on these subtle signals then the dog may progress to vocalization the growling but some dogs don't and they'll go from they've given off these signals nobody's taking a blind bit of notice and they go straight to the bite and if that occurs with say the XL bully then you know, we all know what uh, what damage can be caused. How do you think, I mean, when you were in the police, you dealt with dangerous breeds on a regular basis because that was part of your role and the, the, and the police, that evolved within the police, didn't it? When we went to banning, we had to go and assist in the retrieval of dogs, et cetera, et cetera. But how on earth do we keep getting the same dogs into the United Kingdom that have got the the pit bull trait, how are they getting those dogs into the UK? Because my understanding was if the dog had that DNA, then it would be castrated, neutered, whatever, and it wouldn't be out of breed. How are we getting these dogs here? Well, if they're not advertised that they, they're part pit bull, you know, and then, as I said, you know, they could advertise them. Yes, they're American bulldog crossed with a mastiff, you know, um, how would you know unless you did the DNA test? Yeah. But so the interesting thing is that um, breeders over here are buying semen from America to impregnate the females over here. Wow. And and the importation of semen is not banned. And then you get that that semen. <sighs> what is in the DNA of that semen? No, nobody knows. If someone says it's a bit like buying, you know. You know, um, medicines over <clears throat> the internet. What you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, just paracetamol. Which is, do you really know? It's just par- you know what is in yeah know, in that medicine. What's in the in the DNA uh, of, of that semen? And so when you're impregnating your dog, you don't really know what what you're getting. Uh, and as I said, you know, that's really back, interesting. Going back to, to lockdown, where people were just playing around with the, the DNA and and stuff. Uh, and there are some, as Stan Rawlinson says, some real, uh, you know, Frankenstein dogs out there. You know, again, not not all, but some. No. And I think uh, you, you've absolutely, it all makes perfect sense. I, I just thought that they brought them in through Northern Ireland and because they're not banned in Southern Ireland. So they brought the dogs in through Northern Ireland and across to yeah. the UK that way. Obviously, yeah, you know, breeders uh, are going to find loopholes and ways around it. Like you say, yeah, pass through different countries and then they import them from somewhere else, you know, but where did they originate from? And and that's the the whole thing. And I suppose they can take their bitch overseas and and put them to stud there as well. So that makes it even more difficult. What do you think the solution is, though, Steve? Well, 
personally, I think right across the board, first of all, there should be um, bring back the dog license. For every dog owner, there should be a dog license. And um, perhaps, you know, for the size of the dog, then different pricing, you know, a bit like taxing the car. Yeah. Know, it comes in, in various prices. And, and again, insurances, you know, again, you know, you have to have insurance for your dog, which is great. Again, but again, um, have different insurances for the different breeds of dogs, you know, and if you want one of these bigger dogs, you've got to pay more for it. Hopefully that will deter a few of the scrupulous people who just want them as, you know, um, protection dogs, ego dogs, you know, whatever, status symbols, whatever they, you know, want. Yeah. Hopefully that will deter them, deter them from having them because it will be expensive. It is the pure people who really want them for the genuine reasons that are happy to pay that money um, uh, to, to get them. Uh, and that I think when the legislation's come through, you know, the, the requirements will be that obviously they have to be insured. They will have to be registered. They will have to be muzzled. They will have to be kept on the lead. Um, also, I'd like to, and then if they are told as well, if anything happens with their dog, that there will be serious repercussions. There will be, you know, a minimum of, you know, say five years imprisonment or, you know, hundred thousand pound fines or something like that again people are going to think actually you know do i am i the right person for this dog do i really need this uh, and that's the thing do you think the way because the police have stepped back from the way that they deal with dogs they no longer take strays in they don't have that interaction it's all left to the local authorities do you think there's more of an enforcement side that the police should be involved in i think purely for the the registration and legislation of them you know so we know who who has got these these dogs it's the same if you wanted to um have a have a pet lion you know you've got to be <laughs> you can't have them but you've got to be registered you've got to have the uh the licensing the proper licensing and they got to know where you are what facilities you're keeping them in and and it should be the same for these potentially dangerous dangerous dogs because they are potentially wild animals. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting because, like you say, if, if they're chipped, which every dog should be chipped, yeah. and people take their dogs into the vets or, you know, if there's a dog been involved in an incident, gets taken into the vet and they, they try and track the owner and quite often the owner isn't the person that was originally blah, blah, blah. But if it was a national database, irrespective of where the dog attacks or wherever there's an issue, if there's a national database, then that would solve so many problems and put more owner onus onto the owners. That's it. It has. The, the onus has got to be on the owners. And if there is, then, as I said, certain people will, you know, withdraw from that and um, start thinking seriously about owning, owning these dogs. And the people that are owning them are going to be the serious people who who will put the time and effort that's needed into into training their dogs and protecting protecting the members of the public. Because again, people can have one of these dogs and and as they say, oh yeah, my my dog is fine with me. They've been brought up with the kids. They they. <coughs> but then again, so if they go on holiday, what are they going to do with the dogs? You know. So can they, if they're registered owners for this dog? You know, are they going to 
give the dog to their great auntie Maud, who's 97, looking after their dog or, you know, the local, you know, dog rescue facilities or whatever, you know, and then they've got to be registered to keep these dogs. And are they aware of the breed? Are they, you know, capable of of looking after them? There's so many, you know, different scenarios, really, which need looking into. Yeah, because there are a lot of issues around rescues of all breeds. Because you don't know what what the background is. All right, some say no, they're they're not friendly with cats and they don't like small children. That's all right when they put that. But if they don't put that and you you take some of these dogs in, then there's ramifications around that as well. Absolutely, that is the, the biggest thing when I'm you know dealing with with clients with rescue dogs. You know, particularly from from abroad. You know, one it's like, well, what is the dog? Well, we don't know. We it looks like a, you know. German Shepherd, it looks like a, a, a border collie, you know, we think yeah. there's some collie in there, we think, you know, we, we don't know what is the previous history, well, we don't know, we just found, you know, it was found on the street, you know, so why was it on the street, as it bitten people, you know, and uh, is, and as I said, if it's a, uh, um, and call a normal dog, for want of a better word, you know, then, you know, we can sort of uh, do something with it, but you, you get a say an XL bully, a rescue XL bully, and there was a, in um, recently as as well. If you've heard about it, um, a uh, dog trainer who was rehabilitating uh, an XL bully because it had bitten, who was actually killed by that dog. Wow! Um, he was a dog, you know, a dog trainer, dog behaviourist, knows what he's doing, knows how to deal with it. You know, an adult male, but he still got killed by this this XL bully you know had it been he was rehabilitating a you know a Romanian collie cross then yeah he may have got bitten but he'd probably still be here today and this is what we're talking about have you had many to look after that of many people come well, to you I've had, a, I've had a few actually and funny enough I, I was training one only a, a American bulldog but not an XL again this is you know they are different uh, yeah it's all part of the uh you know the same same breed sort of thing but uh yeah of all the um the, the xl bullies and american bulldogs that i've dealt with um and that's bumped into a, a, a like down the road or i or, or i know very well who's got an american bulldog as well uh, and they are I've, I've not come across a an aggressive one yeah no yeah but you know it's it's is that the potential uh, yeah it is the potential and I, you know even with my dogs I wouldn't leave my granddaughter alone with them because it's not the not always the dog. It's how she responds as a two and a half year old wandering around, you know, doing her thing, and Absolutely. she can just wind the dog up. And this this is the thing, you know, with the owners saying, "Yeah, well, I can trust my my dog. My my dog's hundred percent safe with my kids and everything." And that's it. That's fine. They, you know, that's part of the of the pack, if you like, you know. But if you're out on the street and some kid comes up behind the dog and pulls his tail or or you know, pokes it or something like that. Is it is it going to back away or, or just growl and move away or is it just going to react? Um, and, yeah. you know, it could be the last thing that dog does ever does. And same for the kid or the, the, you know, even an adult. That's the whole point, you know. When is the legislation going to bring the, the XL in as a banned breed? Has that been muted yet? Uh, I don't know. I'd, Im- I'd imagine something that would be sorted by the end of the year, but you know, that's it's always how long's a piece of string because there is so much involved. You know, um, as I said, yeah, <laughs> it's going to take an awful lot of, and hopefully they do it do it correctly. You know, involving the right, you know, 
involving the police, you know, um, dog experts, you know, breed experts, and uh, and everybody else that needs to in councils uh, uh, as well. Um, so it, and everyone's got to be singing off the same hymn sheet and coming off, coming up with the right the right ideas, really, you know, to how how to control it. I wonder what Barbara Woodhouse would say now, because she was obviously her 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 methods are outdated. You know, she's. But yeah. I wonder what she'd be saying now as to what's going on with the, these different breeds. Yeah, as uh, I was saying to you earlier off air, you know, she coined the phrase "there's no such thing as a bad dog; it's a uh, bad owners." But when she was talking about it back in the, in the seventies, you know, there were just you know specific breeds you know you had very few crossbreeds but over the years obviously everything you know is now more crossbreeds and rather than calling them Heinz 57s or mutts you know they're all you know half of one dog and another you know the the, the, the poodle crosses uh yeah. prime examples cockapoos you know um um doodly this and doodly that and pooey this pooey that you know whatever it's crossed with some really weird names you know but now they're in, in the public's eyes, they are specific breeds, you know, in, but in legislation, you know, they're not. Or in, in the kennel club, a lot of them, there aren't, you know. And and I get it because, you know, as a as an owner of, of Wheaton Terriers, who are a rare or become more rare because of the way that there's been this crossbreeding, um, we can provenance the entire line of our dogs. I know that... Uh, my girl um, Flo, we got her from Germany. We can provenance her line right the way back. Mm. So go, same goes with Winnie and, and Ted. But you can't do that with these. And but you pay more money for a crossbreed. Yeah, exactly. And you, you've got no idea where they've come from than you do for a, a purebred. And I get it that people go, oh, it's speciesism and all that. Yeah, okay, fine. But actually, it's maintaining a true standard within that particular breed. Mm. And then the classic example is with with, with cockapoos. Um, there is a well-known thing with cocker spaniels called cocker rage. If you've heard of it, with certain normally right. um, normally one colour dogs are like you know red, red particularly uh, or brown rather than sort of model colours. But um, because they are being bred with with poodles, we are finding you know more and more cockapoos are getting this cocker age because of the you know the percentage of, of cocker spaniel in that dog and um yeah i, I have had uh, you know experience with a dog that did have cock, a cockapoo that had cocker age and would just bite willy-nilly for no reason at all really they had to be put down before because of it you know because it was basically yeah neurological uh, you know the problems were neurological not behavioral um, you know, which which was a shame, but you know, um, my clients did everything they possibly could with my assistance to turn that dog around, but it would just bite for no reason at all because of this this cocker age, and now you know because they're crossbreeding, you know, that into other dogs, um, it's like a virus; it can go out, you know, go to any, any anything really. And this is, as I said, the same with XL XL bullies. As I said, what's their DNA, and you know, where does where does it stop, sort of thing. But the difference is just in the the pure size of uh, of the dogs. You know, in the oh, last, yeah. in the last year, there's been six six deaths 
you know, all related to Excel bullies, um, you know, which is which is a ridiculous statistic, you know. Is there any other breed that's comparable? Has there been other issues with other breeds of other people died by, you know, a chihuahua's gone for somebody's jugular? Well, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, children are being bitten all the time yeah. by their family dogs and, uh, you know, pet dogs and stuff like that, you know, but uh, because of if they get bitten by a chihuahua, as I said earlier, you know, the, the, the chances of someone dying, unless it's a really young baby, is very, very, very slim, you know. Yeah. But, uh, basically, a, a, a large breed dog can kill anything, you know. But uh, yes, should we brand all large dogs? But you know, you're talking about your German Shepherds, your Rottweilers, and stuff like that. You know, the uh, the percentage of deaths occurred by them is is very very small. But yeah. yes, over the years, if you've looked into it, yes, they, there would be an example of someone dying from being attacked from from their dog. But um, yeah, the XL bullies, as I said, they were bred to be feared. Who, who DNA? They are uh, a ticking time bomb, basically. And I always use the sort of the, the analogy of like um, hand grenades, if you like. You know, the the Chihuahua, you know, it's got teeth. It can hurt. You know, if it, if it goes off. But that's a very small hand grenade, and the chance and the pin in the hand grenade is not likely to come out. But if it does. And it goes off, it'll cause damage, but hopefully no one's going to die from it. Go through the different breeds of dogs, you get up to the XL Bully, which is a massive hand grenade, but the pin is very, very loose. And the potential of that pin falling out and it going off is, you know, quite big. In the right hands, people with military experience and people that know how to handle these big um, hand grenades will make sure it's in a secure box and it's not left on the table to be knocked off it's put in a secure cabinet pretty much like firearms you know but if that hand grenade got left out you know in the wrong I'll just leave it on the table for now and I'll come back and put it away and then some come, kid comes in and takes it out of the box and the hand grenade the pin falls out of the hand grenade then the explosion is going to be you know, catastrophic Steve, your explanation has been insightful as ever. Thank you so much for today. I'm going to put all your links into the body of the podcast. You're there to help people. You're contactable. Everything will be there and you're available as and when people need your assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people can contact me directly through my website and um, yeah, travel throughout the whole of the UK. So wherever you are, whatever your problem, give me a shout. Thank you very much. And as I say to everybody, have you got anything you'd like to add, alter or correct about today's interview? I don't think I'm happy so far. Thanks so, so much for listening to this podcast. Is Steve right or is Steve wrong? If you think you've got a better view or an opinion that you'd like to share with everybody in relation to this subject, please feel free to contact me on the email shown above. Thanks so, so much. Take care and I'll speak to you all soon.